Welcome to Radio Trivia Podcast Edition, Episode 63. We've got Zach Miller back with us to talk about games and, and music for games. Hello, folks. So Good to be back. All right, so what's the weather like up there? Is it, is it too cold? Or? It's like 12 degrees right now. It's pretty chilly. It's all the, everything's iced over. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's a cozy 50 degrees here in, in L.A. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> for me that's cold. Oh, sure. Anyway, we're not here to talk about the weather. We're here to talk about games. So we have a couple of selections from Zach, uh, from listeners, and one from me. And uh, hopefully we'll have some stuff to talk about. So sit back, enjoy, and uh, try to figure the games out. Yes, indeed. say that was an excellent first song selection yes indeed i i approve well you selected it i did yes that's true Zach has a question for the listeners. I do. Uh, this game's antagonist appears to be the hero's brother, but is actually an evil duplicate. What is the evil duplicate's real name? Ba 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 ba.
right. Well, I think people know what series this is now. Yep, yep. The tough part is figuring out which one it is. Well, the first, yeah, the first two songs really didn't sound like Mega Man songs to me as much. Yeah. But uh, but the third one is definitely uh, up there. Yeah. Uh, why, why don't you tell the crew what which Mega Man this is? It is, of course, Mega Man 5. Uh, I, I haven't played this one. I've only played 6, 2, and I think a little bit of 3. Um, 6 is awful. Well, see, that's what everyone keeps saying, but that was the first Mega Man I ever played. And okay. I haven't liked any of the other Mega Man games I've played since then, so I don't know where people come from when they say 6 sucks. I, I just don't see it. Um, I, I went back and I played Mega Man 2, and, and I guess I enjoyed it, but I didn't see what was the big hubbub about it. So, um, And then after that, I was kind of sick of Mega Man again. So, um, <laughs> it's, it's a very... Uh, I will admit it's a tough series. The earlier games especially are very hard. Uh, yeah. 4 is kind of a turning point. It gets a little easier. 5 is a... Uh, a little easier in six is just playing. Anyone can play it. Well, that, that's, see, that's that is, not. But see, to me, that's, that's a to, good thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that's not to uh, poo-poo on your gaming skills, but um, it's it's not a uh, um, average Mega Man game. Well, I, I'd argue that Mega Man Six is still pretty hard if it's your first Mega Man game. That's true. That's um, probably true. You know, and for anyone who's walking into Mega Man, six is plenty hard. If, now, if you're used to Mega Man three or something, then sure, maybe six isn't so bad. And I can see why, after five hard ones, why would you be happy with an easy game after that? I guess. I guess I can see that. I remember but, uh, Greg Leahy saying that he'd never played a Mega Man game until nine, and nine is not the hardest Mega Man game, and he was dying on that one. Hmm. I felt sorry for him. Well, Greg, Greg likes difficulty. It's, yeah, it's I know. All, it's all relative. I mean, it's whatever I, I you're used to. I think on the earlier games. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so what makes Mega Man 5 so good in, in your mind? Well, I think it has some of the best music in the series. Um, and it also has really imaginative level design. Like in uh, Gravity Man stage, Gravity Man was the first track you played. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, there are areas where the gravity switches from the ground to the uh, ceiling. Uh-huh. So you have to make these really precise jumps to avoid enemies or spikes uh, during that transition, which is marked by arrows. Okay, well, that, that certainly has appeared in, in other games. I don't know if Mega Man 5 was one of the first to, to do that. But, uh, I mean, we've seen plenty of games do that since. I mean, uh, Sonic... Sonic and Knuckles did it um, for one of their stages, and um, doing a dynamic gravity thing certainly wasn't old then. No, no. Um, and uh, so, what else was there? I mean, like I said, I, they all blur together to me. I have oh, sure. played most of them. Well, and by the time Five got around, they didn't try too much new stuff. They knew it worked, but it was just some some little graphical flourishes too, like Charge Man. Um, his stage, he, he's a train, which is really kind of sad. He's one of the more sad boss designs in the series. <laughs> uh, but a little locomotive with arms and legs. Yeah. But uh, his stage, and I'd never seen this in an NES game until then, uh, took place on a moving train. Uh, you know, with, with a cycling background, and but, but it bumped. When you were inside the train, it kind of rocked around. Uh-huh. That was cool. Didn't uh, Little Nemo have a scene on a train too oh you know what I think it did and man that game oh now you're bringing back memories yeah I mean they're both Capcom games so yeah, that's, that's sort of why I was thinking of it um, yeah well, I think we've already used Little Nemo if not we should yeah that's but, a uh, great game I'm pretty sure we did because I recall watching the anime after recording a podcast because I was interested in it oh yeah um, but uh, so okay so Mega Man has a lot going on one of the things is apparently uh, uh, Mega Man's brother, Proto Man, is being framed. Being framed, uh, yes. So who's framing him? He kidnaps Doctor Wily. Uh, but uh, during one of the more memorable moments in the game, is uh, Mega Man's about to face off against his brother, apparently, but his real brother pops in and shoots the disguise off of the fake, and it's Dark Man. Oh. What and a clever name, by the I way. I know, right? And you fight Darkman three. He's three of the bosses in the Wily Castle. Okay. And he changes forms every time. He's pretty cool. And, and apparently, Mega Man Nine did not improve upon the names. No, not at all. Mega Man Nine's pretty good. It is hard, but it's it's a good game. All right. Well, we're gonna move on to the second uh, game here. 
but uh, Mega Man 5, check off another one of those Mega Man games. How many of them are there? Total, like, 60? Yeah, well, uh, well, Counting all, keep... like, spinoffs? Yeah, exactly. Six on the NES. Let's put it that way. Very distinctive. Yeah. And different. Yeah, very, very nice song. Yeah, I like it a lot. The next one's not good, too. Oh, sure. Really common, soothing music. This is uh, it is very much uh, very different from Mega Man Five. Uh, oh yeah, sure. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Enya music. I don't know if you've ever listened to any music, but yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. Question time. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is also Zach's selection, so uh, Zach, uh, why don't you read it? Okay. Uh, This game's heroine is trying to rescue her boyfriend, a prominent figure in Greek mythology. Who is it? Proto-man. Yes. So this is Nick's quest. This is surprisingly cinematic for a WiiWare platformer. Mm-hmm. Um, Very uh, surprisingly simplistic WiiWare platformer. Really? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's um, it's a combination of straight 2D platforming and environmental um, moving things around with a pointer to help you out. Okay. Which wasn't advertised heavily. Uh, yeah. And I I had 2,000 Wii points burning a hole in my pocket, and I was looking up at the demos on the WiiWare shop channel just a mm-hmm. few nights ago. And, you know, I tried World of Goo, and I didn't really like it. Uh, and then I tried Next Quest, knowing nothing at all about it, except that I think I remember Neil talking about it a while back. Yeah, John, Johnny's said, uh, said some good stuff about it, too. Yeah, and it's a great game. It's It looks like nothing I've ever seen before in a game. Just absolutely stunningly beautiful graphics. Uh, Very atmospheric. The music really adds to it. That's why I picked this game uh, for the music. And um, it's just, it's really a fantastic game. I can't recommend it highly enough. How how much is it? It's 2,000 points? No, it's 10,000 points. I'm at uh, 1,000 points. Uh, So I still have 1,000 points sitting in my pocket. I don't know what to do with them, but... uh, I really love Next Quest, and I'm probably halfway through the game now. Okay. So it's kind of like a puzzle platformer? Yeah, I mean, it's things like, uh, let's say that uh, uh, there are burning sands in front of you, and to move them, to move across them, you grab a block with a pointer, a stone block, and move it over an obstacle towards the main character, Nyx, and then she flies over to it. She can make five flaps. So come okay. five jumps, uh, and then you move the block with her on it across the sand. Okay. And then she flies off to the next platform. But you can also, you know, dr- pillars that drop from the sky. You can 
hold the pointer on them to stop them so she doesn't get crushed. Things like that. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so does it keep kind of the Greek mythology uh, Mediterranean feel throughout the game? Yeah, Because, I mean, the, the music definitely has that kind of vibe to it. Yeah, it's um, definitely that feel throughout the game. In fact, there's not a whole lot of difference between each level. They're all kind of the same tile set, but there are atmospheric differences, like the sun will be setting or it'll be nighttime. Uh, so it always feels a little bit different, but I, I uh, it's definitely always the same setting and style. So you, you can feel the limitations of, uh, of the WiiWare platform. You can, uh, yeah. yeah. Still a great game, though. So uh, we didn't really answer the bonus question yet. Um, being Greek mythology, the this Nyx character, who's I assume like a phoenix or something. It's not really explained. She's up in the clouds. Okay, but she gods. has wings. Yeah, she has wings. She has angel wings. Okay. And she's trying to rescue Icarus. All right. Who got captured by Hydras or something? It's not really clear. <laughs> mm. At this point in the game. Okay. <laughs> so the story's not the reason you play this game. Now, uh, is this before or after he, he flew too close to the sun? Oh, good. I think it's I think it's uh, after, actually. And then, okay. of course, you know, I think what must happen is that uh, Nyx gets old and dies while they were saving up for a trip to South America. Ah, uh, yes. But then Icarus goes crazy, and Kratos finds him and tears off his wings. Okay, well, you know, let's save, that, <laughs> save that for, like, Nyx Quest 2. There you go. Like, The Damned or something. That's the subtitle. <laughs> Icarus is downfall. Alrighty, so let's move on to the third game, which uh, is not a Zach selection, but a listener selection. So, uh, curious. Sounds very military. I'm not going to comment on that.
I'm sure a lot of people are scratching their heads on this one, and, and I have to wonder how many people are familiar with it. But uh, here, here's the question. What is your character called as an insult by the run-of-the-mill enemy in this game? Do you have any idea at all what game this might be? I don't know, but that last one sounded like an epic Wily Castle. <laughs> well, this is a really bizarre game. Um, it, in some ways, it's very, very old school Western RPG, but in some ways, it was almost ahead of its time. This is uh, the Immortal. Uh, this is the NES version of the Immortal. Hmm. It was released by pub, uh, published by Electronic Arts. Um, and it, I guess it was originally for the Apple II IG. Oh, sorry, the Apple II GS. I had one of those. Okay, and uh, it was ported to Amiga, Atari ST, MS DOS, NES, and Mega Drive. So it's kind of straddling generations here. Oh. And um, and the the overall, it, it's it's a dungeon crawler of sorts, but. It, it, you, you progress through the labyrinths, whatever, like seven or eight of them, and it's an isometric view, and you, you're playing this this unnamed wizard who's who's an apprentice, even though all the uh, bad guys are like, like, you've been warned, old man! <laughs> and um, so that's, that's the end of the question. And so walking around, he has like, you can shoot fireballs, and, and the enemies are walking around in real time, so in that way, it's kind of ahead of its time for an RPG of, of being not random by you know Japanese RPG standards, but but you know you can avoid enemies and you can you can hit them with fireball before you enter the battle. Um, but then once you enter the battle or, or do anything else, there's like just text that basically takes up the whole screen. Oh. Um, and it, there is animation for uh, it's like black with like sprites on top of them, and uh, it's very primitive real time where you can choose to either like dodge, which I'm not even sure animation that is it's very primitive yeah. or you can swing your sword and it's kind of like swing really fast and it, even though it's called the immortal apparently um it's really 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 hard and <laughs> it, it definitely has its pc kind of rpg-ish roots in it in the sense of like you can die all sorts of different ways from like you know just dying in a difficult battle to walking off uh walking off a cliff i guess or climbing down the wrong side of a ladder somehow and falling off oh. and and so uh, like in some ways it's very old school, but in some ways it's it, 
that's kind of interesting how it does some stuff that you didn't really see. Like, like the Final Fantasies didn't really do that kind of stuff until way later, you know. Like Super Mario RPG was maybe one of the first uh, games and maybe Secret of Mana to introduce those. And those were at least a year or two later, cool. um, if not more. So, I like isometric RPGs. I wish there were more of them. Yeah, it's an interesting game. You can you can easily pull it up on YouTube. Uh, very fast-paced, clearly, and, and, and um, I don't know if the NES so much have this, but uh, reading up on it, it was apparently known for being very gratuitous in its violence. And there's like torture and all sorts of other things, at least in like the, the PC version, nice. the Apple 2GS version. So it it's kind of dark. Um, yeah. So it. Uh, this was selected by Sunjelos, um, and it, it's certainly a strange game. I've never heard of it before, before he re- requested it. But uh, uh, yeah, it, it just—it's—it's it's a bizarre mishmash. And <laughs> and Experimental I, I, early RPG, yeah, I suppose. I, I guess so. Um, I, I'd be more interested in if the if the actual battle system looked more engaging, but cool. uh, the labyrinth exploration looks interesting. Well, it does. And so uh, I'm going to go on to the next selection, also a listener request. Hmm. more laid back as well. Mm-hmm.
Any ideas? I, I know. Sound, I, I feel like I've heard this music before. All right. Well, here, here's a question for you. So what is technologically impressive about the audio from this game? Hmm. I guess aside from, uh, you know, whatever the samples. Yeah. All right, Zach, what game do you think this is? Oh, man, uh, there's a game coming into my head that's that uh, that Zelda clone on the SNES, the top-down view, not as detailed, I forget what it's called, Star Tropics or something. That was the NES game? Um, yeah, yeah. Nope, this is, um, for shame, this is Jurassic Park. Oh, my oh, gosh, no way. The NES game? <laughs> Super Nintendo, this is Super oh, Nintendo. Oh, I never played the Super Nintendo one. Ah, well, Damn it. Uh, I don't know too much about this. I think I played the first level I think some friend's house. I think it's I, pretty identical to the NES one, just with better graphics. And there are, like, Mode 7 shooter segments. Yeah, I, I think you might be right. There's, like, Mode 7 in the intro sequence. I, don't, I didn't play more than the first level, because the first level was sort of a top-down... Top-down shoot things. Shoot things for no apparent reason other than because they're there. And you just find key cards or something. That sounds familiar. Yeah, no. that that would be so generic. I'm like, I'm not playing this. The NES game was not bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, that was the whole game, but it was it was impressive for what it was. Uh, I mean, the the graphics and the and the music are clearly of high fidelity. I just the game didn't jump out at me at all. So I'm like, eh, let's play something else. It's, the music sounds a little bit generic for what it is. Uh, it, it's kind of laid back. I don't know. Um, I, I'm surprised. You're right. Like. You'd think that they would have had like the Jurassic Park theme, which I, I don't think I is in this game. I suppose that would have given it away, though. Well, I, I don't think it's in the game. Maybe, oh, maybe it would have been extra bizarre. rights well, or maybe. music or something. But um, yeah, I think it, it does like the. I don't know if it's like doing the Donkey Kong Country type sprites or not. They look pretty good, but yeah. I don't know if they were like the 3D sprite thing. Probably not. Probably but, not uh, at that point. Well, but what they were doing apparently is this was mastered in Dolby Surround. Even though it was on the SNES, now not Pro Logic. I think it's common confusion. Dolby Surround was only three three channels, right? Uh, as opposed to like I guess it was four for Dolby Pro Logic, yeah, front, right. middle, you know, right, left, and back. Yeah. Um. So, but that's still impressive. I mean, I was impressed by Dolby Pro Logic in like Donkey Kong 64, which came out several years later than this. Yeah. So. 
Um, that's interesting that they threw that into a couple of SNES games. I kind of hope they release that old Jurassic Park, uh, one of the versions, on the virtual console. I know they never will, but it would be nice to revisit that. I have no idea who, who, what organizations hold the various rights to that game, but um, no, probably I, a whole lot of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that Jurassic Park for the Super Nintendo would be high on the list of, of games to get ported over. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, I never thought Fighter Street would come out either. Yeah, well, you never know. Part of it's like, what games are popular, but part of it's also like, well, are the companies really interested in getting into the virtual console business is part of it too, right? Like, there are some companies that have lots of great stuff, but whatever, they're not that interested. So, um, yeah, so you never played Jurassic Park for the Super Nintendo. I'm like, oh, I'm going to choose this <laughs> request because Zach's here. He's totally going to have something to say about this game because he loves dinosaurs and he's going to just love Jurassic Park for the Super Nintendo. And he'll you know, take I it over. Was, I think there was a Genesis version too. But Probably I think, was. Whether or not it's the same game, I don't know. No, I think uh, it was a different game than the Super Nintendo version. I think there were... Was a, for the original Jurassic Park movie, there was a Game Boy game, Genesis game, and Super Nintendo, and I think they were all pretty radically different from one another. It sounds about right. There was also like a, a various arcade games that were all that's right. Radically there was different, a but called arcade game like House of the Dead kind of thing. Yeah, I remember seeing that one at like Chuck E. Cheese and stuff. Yeah. yeah I think the developer was Ocean. For a Super Nintendo game, it was Ocean. Yeah. Yeah, I think the NES game was Ocean too. Uh, good game, though. Anyone who hasn't uh, checked it out, check out at least one of the versions. They're probably not hard to find. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're in the bargain bin somewhere. Yeah, heck, I found one at a comic book shop one time, but it was 15 bucks. I wasn't willing to pay that much. Yeah. Side note, I uh, purchased Draken 1 for like 8 bucks. Oh. Uh, Draken 1 is a really horrible game. I, I was thinking of Dragon View, the sequel. Johnny talked about this a few weeks ago. Um, but, um,. I plugged it in, I'm like, oh boy, Draken's so awesome. I'm like, oh crap, I was thinking of Dragon View, huh? Oh. And, and so like, I took it out after about a minute of play because it was it was painful. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's a tangent. Eight bucks, and, that's uh, not bad, though. No, I'm, I mean, it's like my own fault for, for choosing that, but I'm sure it's still some sort of collectible to some extent. Oh, sure. yeah. um, anyway, that game was selected by Jovial Jeffer. We got one more game for you. Uh, I selected this, so... Enjoy. I'm scared. be a sad scene. Must be.
That's a good song. Have you ever heard a song, maybe on radio trivia, uh, that you own, but you can't place it? Oh, sure. It happens all the time. That's happening to me right now. That, that's uh, that's kind of like the hallmark of, of good radio trivia, in my opinion. <laughs> when, it's, when you're like, God damn it, I should know this song. But Yeah. Anyway, here's a, here's a question that might help you. What fictitious technology allows you to summon your titular warriors in this game? chance oh man what game is it um i'm uh, the epic quality of the music combined with the fact that there are summons leads me to believe it's uh tales of symphonia that's not a bad guess that's the sort of thing that um that that i would have guessed based on the soundtrack absolutely i i twisted the 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 verbiage of my question so as to not totally give this away um if I told you this was a Pokemon clone, you pr- probably wouldn't believe me. And if I told you there were dinosaurs in there, you would not believe me, but it's both. Uh, what oh game is the Zack? God, it's Dinosaur King. It is Dinosaur King. Wow, I own this game. <laughs> yes, you do. Dude. You gave it a pretty positive review, too. And it was not bad. No, wow. it, it sounds like it has some decent production values, if, if the music's any indicator. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty cool. So, uh, t- tell us a little bit about Dinosaur King. I, I read your review kind of in anticipation of this, but yeah. uh, uh, I'm very glad that I had a backup dinosaur game because Jurassic Park <laughs> didn't work out. Um, so, uh, what, what's, uh, what, what's the idea behind Dinosaur King? What, what makes it tick? It, it combines the, um, well, you know, in, in the, the Pokemon uh, Diamond, Pearl, whatever else uh, games, you can fossil hunt underground. Mm-hmm. Uh, dig things up with a stylus. That's how you dig up fossils. That's basically how you dig up your Pokemon in Dinosaur King. And then you take them to a lab and you get them uh, uh, basically cloned. And so you get a 3D, very nice-looking 3D dinosaur out of it. Uh, Courtesy of the Dino Shot. Right. Yeah, that's right. Which is... <laughs> um, but then, you know, uh, the overworld stuff is all 2D. It looks very much like Pokemon. Okay. But then uh, the battles are in 3D, and the dinosaurs look really fantastic. They look like they're supposed to look surprisingly accurate. Uh, and there are some really obscure dinosaurs in there, which I couldn't couldn't get enough of. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, Kentrosaurus! I've never seen him in a game! Well, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if you're going to have a, a Pokemon game based totally on dinosaurs unless you're gonna half ass it and have like 50 dinosaurs right you damn well better do your research and, and have more 
variety than than because I mean, and that and then that captures kind of the Pokemon aspect too of like you know well most people don't know that much about dinosaurs or even those that do don't know what to expect right like sure. all sorts of obscure and interesting new things you learn it, you know if if you already knew the 150 Pokemon in the next game had the same exact Pokemon you're less engaged to go out there and play the game well, of course so I, I think it, it, it's a very it was a very clever um, matchup. The concept of, of using dinosaurs with uh, a Pokemon style. Oh, me too. I'm kind of surprised nobody thought of it earlier. Well, maybe they did, but maybe they just executed it so poorly no one noticed. Oh, sure. But and then the only thing I docked the game on is the battle system itself uh, is literally rock, paper, scissors. Um, okay. During normal fights, the bad guy will say, like, I hope he doesn't pick rock because I've got paper. You know, so then you pick scissors and kill them. But during boss fights, because you're used to that kind of a tip system, uh, boss fights just do away with that entirely. So you're mm. completely left to chance, and that really sucks. Okay. So they, they kind of skimped on the battle system. I, I guess maybe it was because they felt that Pokemon's battle system had gotten so, so contrived by that time. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Like, that, I mean, you look at a chart for, like, the different different um, affiliations Strengths or whatever. And yeah, and it's like, what, physical, what the hell? special. I basically didn't pay attention to that stuff when I played it, yeah. you know, the first time, and I, I sort of got away with it for the most part. But I, I don't know if you can do that with the modern Pokemon games. I assume no, you, you can to some extent. Well, you must be able to beat the main game doing that. You probably can't collect all the Pokemon doing that. I think but you have... I, I'm pretty... You have to know the weaknesses and strengths, and they beat that into your head in the newer games, too. Okay. Uh, I'm usually not interested in learning all of those intricacies. I, I, my mind, it's whatever. After like the sixth or seventh different category, I'm like, eh, can't remember it anymore. <laughs> I'm not interested. I know. So. And you know, then they started adding dual types and new types, and, and yeah. you know, but but, yeah. but, but dinosaur king. So, it, what's like the, the general structure? Is it like the same idea where there's a main story, but you can also go collect as many dinosaurs as you want? Yeah, definitely. And okay. I think there's a trading system, and uh, and there's even kind of a Team Rocket. You know, their version right. of Team Rocket, right. uh, of course. Yeah, but I liked it because... Do uh, they have a docking dinosaur? Oh, yeah, um, oh, Lord. No, they don't, but in the cartoon, which I've seen, uh, they have kind of these cute little dinosaur pets that are like their version of Pikachu. Okay. You know? Yeah, was, that was my next question. Is this based on an anime? Oh, it um, is. Uh, and the answer and is a yes. Card okay. game and toys. And, Everyone's um, trying to be the Pokemon. They are. And actually, in the cartoon, everything's, you know, animated, traditional hand drawn animation, except the dinosaurs, which are in 3D and are computer animated and look totally out of place. Well, I guess that sort of replicates the video game or it, vice versa. Well, that's kind of true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I can see how that could look really bizarre. Um, I, w- I was really happy because uh, you're starting a dinosaur as Carnotaurus, which is my favorite dinosaur of all time. Hmm. Well, maybe they did their market research in in uh, Alaska and, and asked you, and then you forgot. I know. It's, like, it's, it's, like they, it's like they made that game just for me. Yeah. Well... Uh, it sounds like a good idea. I've never heard of the anime before. Obviously, it is not as successful as Pokemon. I, I guess yeah. it must work at a lo- at a at a second tier or something with with some subset of that crowd because uh, they keep doing it. You know, to me, it's like, well, Pokemon fills that niche. Why, why exactly. you need another well, Pokemon's one? Pokemon's such a big game that you can play it for months and months yeah. and months. And I mean, oh. God knows when I collected them all in Pearl, uh, I never want to play another Pokemon game again. Yeah. But that took six months to do. Yeah, well, some kids, I guess, want more Pokemon after Pokemon. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but uh, anyway, you, you can check out Zach's review. It's uh, it's up on the website, uh, and he goes into excruciating detail on on where the faults are in its Pokédex, <laughs> uh, which which is an interesting read if if you'd like to know uh, what the game got wrong regarding uh, taxonomy and. Um, and the like. So, uh, check out that review. You can also uh, send me your requests uh, at typ at nintendoworldreport.com. Uh, check out the other episodes. You can check out Radio Free Nintendo, as well as uh, Newscast, which Zach is on. Yep. Um, you're using iTunes, and, and you can rate us highly. That would be great. Um, I appreciate that. Um, and tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
so you, you can send me your requests either via email or you can use the form uh, linked on the uh, episode page. Um, anyway, I'd like to thank uh, Zach for joining me again. Always a pleasure, sir. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry we didn't have more dinosaurs <laughs> in this episode for you. I tried with two games, but... Um, I tried to find Primal Rage Moon, but yeah. I couldn't just... It, it, well. Is that even on a Nintendo system? Yeah, Super Nintendo and uh, Game Boy. All right, Game well, Boy well, I own both versions. You you may hear that in the future sometime then. Um, possibly when Zach's on. <laughs> 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 and with that, uh, thanks again, uh, and uh, bye. Bye. Mega Man 5 is copyright 1992 Capcom. Nick's Quest Kindred Spirits is copyright 2009 Over the Top Games. The Immortal is copyright 1990 Will Harvey. Jurassic Park is copyright 1993 Ocean Software. Dinosaur King is copyright 2008 Sega.